Hi everyone, happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of The Way of the Heart. This week I am going to be talking about something that is really, really important for me and it is very close to my heart and it is a practice that has changed everything for me, that has opened up a completely different door in my life and it has allowed me to know myself at a deeper level in many different ways and also has allowed me to show up in this world with a different attitude and would almost with this this opportunity to wear a different type of perspective like lenses you know like a different type of of glasses and it is a practice. So with that, it is implied that it is not something that we are going to achieve. We're going to get to a goal that we're going to get to this place where we're going to find that we that we just land, right? That we land finally in the place that we wanted. It is a practice that is going to bring up different things, different days. And you know, I'm talking about meditation and meditation is, is of course, one is very ancient. So it is a practice that has gone through many different cultures and civilizations. So there are many different modalities, but in our modern world, you know, it's, it's a practice that could be adjusted to support our lives today. And I want to share my own experience with it, even from like the beginning, what like I remember vividly the first time that I meditated because it was such a life changing experience, really. And ever since that day, I pretty much cultivated the practice almost on a daily basis. Like I think I've I've really skipped very few days just because it is a practice that has really fulfilled something within me that I had never really experienced before with anything else. So it is, um, it is an activity or I would say more, I I keep saying a practice because it really is a practice, but it's a practice that has also shown me that when you truly connect with something, it'll magically just like, it'll kind of like happen that you don't have to force that that much. And and of course, I wish that was the same um, experience for everyone when it comes to meditation. But the reality is that it's not. But it is precisely because of that that I want to share my experience and that I also want to share with you guys that I recently started a training to become a certified modern meditation teacher. And it has been such a beautiful experience. But I think I want to leave a little bit more of that experience and info for like a later episode. Um, I'm probably going to, you know, share with you some things here um, in regards of like what I've learned so far, which we've had like three classes in total, maybe like eight hours of lessons. And I already have created this completely different relationship with the practice even though I I thought I already had this beautiful relationship with the practice with the with the certification with the training it has gave given me a framework of this practice and an understanding from a different perspective that is just so beautiful 
And also on top of that, we are training to be teachers, to be guides, to be trainers, to help others, to facilitate the process of that practice. So it is a completely different experience that I am just beyond excited um, to be able to be part of that. So I want to share with you guys the, the quote that I chose for, for this week. And it is in one of my meditation books that um, was requested in the training to... It's one of the books that we have to read. And the quote says, Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I must listen to my life telling me who I am. Parker J. Palmer. So this is such a short phrase, such a short quote, but I think in those short or those little words, it totally explains what meditation has been for me. Before I even started the training, every time I talked about meditation, I would always share how meditation truly allowed me to know myself at a deeper level. I thought I, I, you know, like we, we live with ourselves every single day. And for someone like if you are around my same age, like I'm 33, you know, when you have been coexisting with yourself for so long, you think you know yourself. And sure, in many aspects you do, but there's something about learning about yourself in a practice that requires you to be still and silent and to allow everything to show up and to face all of those things that show up. Because I think one of the most important things for me when it comes to meditation is that you know, like I said, we coexist with ourselves for so long, but there are so many things that we compartmentalize. Is that the word that I'm trying to say? Compartmentalize? I don't know. But we kind of like, like save or we store some memories or some experiences in our subconscious mind that truly are the drivers of many things that happen every single day. I think I've mentioned this before in a different podcast episode, but every time, like all of our actions, or I, how do I phrase this? 95% of our actions and our thoughts and what we say and our decisions come from our subconscious mind. 95%. And when we are not necessarily aware of all of those things that are in our subconscious mind, then who is driving this car? Who is driving your life? When we are not aware of that and 95% of the things that we do come out of our subconscious, it is an incredible opportunity for us to learn about what is stored in there what is stored in our subconscious that is actually driving the car? Every single thing, like I said, everything, every memory, every experience, some of those could be good, some of those could be really bad and painful. And when we are not familiar with those things that are there, in many ways, the person that is acting every single day is someone that is a stranger to us. Sure, we can realize that perhaps we are taking actions or making, you know, decisions that are 
like a pattern for our, ourselves, you know, like maybe once in a while we'll be like, oh, I don't know how, why I reacted this way. But for the most part, I think that we all live lives in which we are not necessarily very self-aware of where are our actions, thoughts, decisions coming from. So in meditation, when we are in silence and in stillness, we allow for many of those things to kind of like come up to our conscious mind because we our attention is in the right here, right now that we're able to face those things. Now, is that easy? No. And I think in many ways, that's why for many people, meditation is, is a hard thing to do. And now I can kind of like integrate some of the things that I've learned in my training. And I think basically this is why it's so important to have a guide for a practice that is asking asking us to be vulnerable and to face things that are really hard to face sometimes. So I want to share with you my own experience with meditation, how it happened, um, because also it could spark some something in you. And if you, oh, my hair tie just popped, just broke. So if, um, if this, you know, my own experience with the way that I found that I loved meditating and that I could actually do it and, um, you know, that it was a special relationship, this may be a good, you know, um, motivation, inspiration for you as well. So I think it was around 2019. And I have to say, I don't think that before that, I was familiar with the practice itself. I think I had heard about the Headspace app, which I think was one of the very first ones that I came across. And more more of like this, the uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like maybe perhaps there were many other apps that were a little more serious per se, but this one was more like introduc- like it would introduce you to the practice of meditation. And I remember doing like a five minute meditation and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what this is. Um, I was not familiar with having like someone in my um, headphones, like guiding me or talking to me. So that was a little bit weird. Like the whole experience was truly just like, I don't know if I love this. Also, I started doing a five minute meditation and after practicing, I I think that I in I may have mentioned this here before, but I believe that we the best time for a beginner would be anywhere between eight to 10 minutes. And I think there is some science to back that up, but I will share my own experience um, about why I think those are the best, like that's the best, best time frame frame for a beginner. I think that to begin with, like when we first sit down and whether we're listening to a guided meditation, like what Headspace offers and many other apps now offer that. But in my own experience, that was the first thing that I did and that I um, tried. And in those five minutes, I was just really just so overwhelmed, I would say, with the experience So in the five minutes, I think it was every single minute was like, wow, what is this? Like questioning, like, oh, the voice, the accent, all of it. And I believe that when we pass a threshold, like the eight minute mark, I think, and it 
it may be different for everyone. And again, I think this would be a good thing for me to write down so I can um, look up if there's any science behind this um, to back it up. But I think that once we pass that threshold, we have two options. We are like, okay, well, obviously I've been overwhelmed for the past five to eight minutes with everything that is showing up like or, or everything that I'm noticing you know, I'm uncomfortable. I'm sitting here for this long. I have all this shit to do. This person is talking in my ear. My ears are hurting with this headphones. All of the things that could possibly come up. When we realize that that is happening, we either just like completely surrender to that to like, okay, well, obviously this is a lot. This is overwhelming, but okay, I'm going to just allow this to just keep happening, to keep coming up for me. Or we get to a point that, I, that we're like, oh, maybe this is a lot, but what if, what if I try to just like maybe grab one of those thoughts and go with that? So anyways, I think that when we push ourselves a little bit, the eight minute, 10 minute meditation for a beginner, I think will actually give us a little more feedback than the five minute feedback that is a little bit more objective. I think those five minutes are so... It's a, such a short amount of time. It's almost like if we meet someone and we just say hi and we just have like a couple words with them and then we immediately make conclusions about them. It's almost like it's not fair to do that and we need to give it a little more time and we need to have maybe a longer conversation um, maybe a specific topic so that I can have like a more objective um, you know, perspective on it and opinion on it. So for me, but, but of course, if this has happened to you, like I totally understand it because that's exactly what happened to me, right? With headspace. So I don't even remember if I tried it more than once or twice. And then that was again, back in 2019, I was traveling for a bachelor, bachelorette party for one of my friends. And we went to Colombia and we went to Cartagena and we hired someone who actually today she is my friend and we're all, we're actually working on something that I'm so excited about that I cannot wait to share with you. But um, we hired her to put together like a whole day of activities for my friend to, you know, for her bachelorette. And the activities were very, um, you know, like holistic kind of activities. So we were doing mandalas with flowers. We were doing meditations. Uh, we were doing group um, sessions in which we were talking like, you know, from our heart. It was almost like therapy. And the whole idea of all of these practices and these activities were to basically get our friend ready for this new season of her life as a married person. And, and again, when the meditation started, um, I think one, okay, this, this could be another helpful thing. One, we were in, out in nature. So this was in an island. So we were surrounded by nature, surrounded by the ocean. Two, it was a group of us. I was not by myself. It was maybe 10 of us. And not only it was a group meditation, but it was a group meditation with people that I felt comfortable with because they were all my friends, all friends from like very little, since I was very little. So 
I think that all of that, the setting is very important. So I am throwing all of this info here because again, if you have perhaps tried meditation before and you're like, nope, not for me, or I just cannot meditate. All of these things are important to setting who you're doing it with, where are you doing it? And these are all things that I'm also on, you know, on the sidelines. I am learning with my training. Um, so today I'm talking from my own personal experience. I am not really um, bringing into this conversation a lot of what I have been learning um, because I am also learning a specific style of meditation. So that, you know, that's a whole nother um, thing. So anyway, so we we started the meditation. I honestly do not even remember uh, what the words were, what the topic of the meditation was on, but it, it was a guided meditation by my friend or slash the person that we had hired to do this these activities. And um, I remember, I don't even know if we were like, you know, 10 minutes in or one minute in the meditation, but I remember like I could go back to that moment. And I remember her asking us to um, focus on our breath and really connect with our breath. And I remember when I started really noticing my breath, there was a moment in which I realized that my breath was in sync with the waves of the ocean. And that to me, like it broke me, like broke me in a good way. I remember noticing and immediately just kind of like letting everything out. I started crying. I literally did not stop crying that whole day. Every time that she said, close your eyes or we were like, I just became so sensitive. It was like if something opened for me. In that moment, I mean, it's even hard to, to talk about it because I just go back to that feeling and it was such a beautiful feeling. That feeling of, that's my dogs in the back. Hopefully they don't start barking. But it was this feeling of, oh my goodness, we are connected in so many ways with our surroundings, with our nature, with our environment. Like it just felt like we were all one. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Again, life-changing. And by saying this, I don't want you to perhaps like look look for this type of experience for yourself. I think that we all have different experiences with different things and they are what we are supposed to experience. But I do want to share the specifics about the setting and what helped me feel connected so that perhaps it's something that you can try. And it may not be this like life-changing experience for you, but it may be an experience that has a lot more positive um, aspects to it than negative. Because I, I know that for a lot of people that have tried meditation on their own before, it is it is hard. And a lot of what I hear from, you know, friends or family that have tried it, it's like, oh, no, it's not for me. Um, you know, like I get too distracted and it just, it's too much. Something hurts. I get sleepy. Many things. So... Try first this, um, you know, some of the things that I'm, I'm sharing with you. And again, these are all coming from my own experience, from the experience of Natalia, not from the Natalia that is trained to 
teach people how to meditate yet. Of course, a lot of things overlap. Like I, like as, as I said before, even with the very few classes that I've had, I could see how, you know, in the framework that they're giving us to teach, basically the foundation of all of those things are what I'm sharing, you know, like the environment, um, the setting, the people that you're doing it with. And one of the most important things that I think that, that, I have said that before, even before this training, but it is the expectations that we have with the practice. Because first of all, it's a practice. So it implies that it's not a perfect thing that we're going to do or that we're going to land on a goal or yeah, like um, it's not a deadline, but like we're going to land in a point where we're like, oh, okay. Like for me, meditation is not enlightenment you know it's not necessarily that also I think if you are familiar with that with what that is with what enlightenment is I think that um, there's also this belief that it is kind of like a state like a perpetual state of being and perhaps some people could do it you know in in the east maybe monks or in ancient times perhaps it was a little bit more accessible Uh, But in modern times, you know, unless we choose to live a life that is completely different to what um, we have available to us, then I think the idea of enlightenment is like it's truly just something that is going to give us a little more um, headaches and feeling like we're inadequate because we're not reaching that point. So our expectations with meditation is... Our expectations are really important. And what does that mean? Basically, we shouldn't have any expectations other than allowing ourselves to be in that moment. I think a lot of us want want to have like this amazing experience, you know, similar to like what I just shared before. Um, to me, it was not even about the meditation itself. Sure, it was the conduit for me to have that experience of connection with nature and my surroundings. But we could totally have that experience just one day if we wake up and we are um, sensitive, you know, if like the planets are all aligned in a way that we're sensitive and we just give ourselves the time to go to the beach and feel that, it'll happen, right? But I think in meditation, there's a lot of expectations of calming your mind, relaxing, or, you know, getting creative or manifesting or all of these things. And yes, there's many different modalities in meditation to, to basically cultivate some of those things. But I think for me, even before my training, which just to give you this added, um, info, about my training, my training is specifically on mindfulness meditation, which that style of meditation, the whole idea of mindfulness is to come back to the present moment. And in meditation, we're using an object that allows us to come back to the present moment. And that could be our body or our breath is the most common thing, right? So basically focusing on our breath as the object would allow us to come back to the present moment. So what does that imply as well? That implies that if we, if the whole action, if the whole 
idea of mindfulness meditation is to come back to the present moment. It implies that we will be somewhere else, meaning we will be distracted. So if you are out there thinking, oh, I haven't been able to meditate or meditation is not for me because I get too distracted, know that distraction is actually part of the ingredient, right? It's one of the ingredients of meditation. At least once again, in this type of meditation style that I am training on. But again, to kind of like combine it with my own experience, even before starting this this training, that was truly what I also always kind of like acknowledged. I acknowledged that every time that I noticed one of my thoughts during meditation, I was actually achieving a sense or a moment of self-awareness because I was noticing, I was, I was able to notice that I had this thought or, you know, that distraction, or I thought about the past. I thought about the future. I thought about someone. I thought, you know, all of those things. So I think that even before the training, one of the most important aspects for me, and like I said at the beginning, was getting to know myself at a deeper level because all of those the quote-unquote distractions are actually all of the things that are stored in our subconscious mind. So if they're coming up for us, they're trying to say hi, hello, <laughs> so that we notice them. And then, you know, there's a whole nother process there to whether we are observing that and just allowing it to kind of like show up and say hi or whether we are running with that thought and questioning, like, what is this? And why is this showing up for me? So before the training, so I'm just going to leave my training aside. um, And actually, I do want to say one last thing that has been so um, important in my training, and specifically in the practice of mindfulness meditation, which is the attitude in which we are receiving these observations. So I think that, you know, this was another thing that, okay, so this this is part of my training. I will, again, I will share more later in the future um, why that is so important. But as my own experience, right, as Natalia, not as Natalia the teacher, but as Natalia the student of or practitioner of meditation before this training, I always, I always, um, I, I don't want to say always notice, but I often notice that you know whenever I was noticing those distractions or those thoughts or whatever came to mind, then a lot of times what we do instead of coming back to like, oh, just, okay, observe and come back to like the breath or, you know, the body or something specifically in the present moment, I kind of like went with that thought, right? So I went with like, let's say something showed up like, oh my goodness, I have to go grocery shopping, right? And I kind of went with that idea. What do I want for lunch? What am I going to buy? Do I want to eat kind of like clean this week or do I want to bring in some of you know all of the different things that came back to me and then within that dialogue a lot of times what happens or what happened was that I started kind of like answering and question questioning myself right so like like I said like oh what do I want to eat this week and then I would respond maybe this or that 
And perhaps if the answer was like, oh, I really want chocolate this week, then maybe my reaction would be like, you don't need chocolate. Like, why would you want to eat chocolate? You've been eating this and this and that, blah, 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 right? So that, from my training, so now let's, I'm going to go back to the Natalia that has learned a couple things in her training. That is the attitude that is important in this practice. Because obviously when I'm answering to myself, like, you don't need this chocolate, like you've been eating, blah, blah, blah. That is a very judgmental way to approach whatever is showing up for me, right? So I think this is another part of the training that is beautiful. And also to have a guide and to have a teacher that is helping you and kind of like, you know, guiding you in this practice, because none of us, I mean, I shouldn't say none of us, but at least for me, I didn't really learn growing up to be necessarily kind or compassionate with with myself. It was always a little bit more on like the harsh side of things, right? Like I needed to accomplish, I needed to be the best, I needed to do all of this, which, you know, a healthy balance of those two things, I think is great. You know, it, it perhaps it keeps us motivated, you know. Um, But for the most part, especially for women, we have a very negative and harsh internal dialogue. So in the practice of mindfulness meditation, again, going back to my training, not as my own personal experience, part of the attitude in which we're receiving those observations is receiving those not from a judgmental place. And applying meta, which is love and kindness. So I add this here because it is such a simple but difficult thing to do. And again, it is something that I have learned in my training. So it has allowed me to become very aware of those moments in which I notice that I have distractions, I have thoughts, I have all of those things that show up and that are normal and that are part of the ingredients for meditation, I do keep in the back of my head the awareness of how am I receiving this? You know, am I, am I being kind to myself with the thoughts that are showing up? Because again, like even with the expectations that I was talking about before during meditation, a lot of times we may start meditating because we want to clear our heads. We want to calm ourselves down because we notice that we have been too anxious or for whatever reason, or even if that's not our goal and we just like, this is part of like our um, commitment every day to sit down and meditate for a few, for a few minutes. And we start noticing that we, that day, our mind is really busy, really scattered. A lot of times our initial reaction is to be like, oh, see, I suck at meditating. Like, oh, today I just like, I'm so scattered. I'm like, just so busy thinking about so many things. And a lot of times that is coming from a place of judgment. It is coming from a place of expecting that this is not happening. And so, so then two things really are happening here, which are beautiful. So once again, a lot of things that are in our subconscious mind come, come up and, and really confront us or they show up to say, you know, I've been here and maybe, maybe this is the time, like you're giving me the attention 
any subject, any experience, anything that is, is stored there that has been driving a lot of the things that you're doing and the choices and, and the actions and the decisions that you're making. But then there's another, there's that other side that I don't necessarily think that I applied it so much before this training. And it's that aspect of how am I receiving all of these things that are showing up? And can I give them some love and kindness and compassion? And, you know, even, even before the training, I feel like even though I was not so aware of giving myself that love and compassion, because then we could use that also as, as, a, like as a tool to bite us in the butt because perhaps our default, our programming is still so hardwired to be judgmental or to be hard on ourselves that even knowing that information that, you know, we, we perhaps can cultivate that love and compassion when we notice that, we are being distracted. But knowing that could also mean that if we notice the distractions and then we have those initial default pre-programmed thoughts that are like, oh my God, you are so distracted today. You shouldn't be distracted. Then we could use the love and compassion idea to like be even harder on ourselves because we're like, you should be giving yourself love and compassion in this moment. Like, why are you not doing that? So... So it is obviously tricky. That's why that's why it's like um it's such a beautiful practice because it's confrontation at its best. It is really bringing up all of the things that are challenging. But, you know, a lot of things that are challenging bring expansion for ourselves. And the last thing that I wanted to share on that is that even before this training and knowing and having being aware of that love and compassion um, part of it like the 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 attitude in which I receive all of these observations even though I was not truly aware of that it was not something that I really uh, intentionally cultivated just the fact the simple fact that we are giving ourselves the time and space when we cultivate a meditation practice it is enough in many different you know for for beginners or for you know for everyone really it is enough to tell our subconscious that we are giving ourselves some love because we are giving ourselves the time and space to know ourselves better right like think about it with any relationship Think about when we start dating someone, when we first start dating someone, one of the acts of love and kindness from that other person is giving them, giving us their time, being interested in seeing us and hanging out with us. So in the same way, when we meditate and we give ourselves the time and the space to do that, to know more about ourselves, we are telling ourselves and we're building that subconscious belief that we love ourselves and that we're so interested in knowing more about you. And I like hanging out with you. And even if we, if we don't like it at the beginning, just the simple act of giving ourselves that space, it is truly just um, life-changing. So 
other than that, I think that, you know, I, I did say a lot of things here and I really hope that, you know, with some of the, the details that I gave um, to you, you perhaps can give meditation a try. And if not, I will definitely, definitely be sharing a lot more on meditation because, I, and, and again, this is maybe for another podcast because I've already been talking for 36 minutes and I cannot believe it. This is probably like the longest episode that I've done and 36 minutes, like you can tell that I love this subject. But, you know, I will be sharing a lot more. I mean, the reason why I am getting certified on this practice is because, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. It's just, it, it was just life-changing for me. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I keep saying um, in, you know, with, with some of the, the people that I've been able to uh, interact is that. I, I realize that spirituality and meditation being one of those practices and those tools that help us build that spiritual side of ourselves, I think spirituality is a privilege. You know, not all of us have the time and space to do that. And not all of us have the, the education to know that. You know, it took for me, you know, being having the opportunity to have that experience with my friend and having the opportunity to have free time in the morning or not free time, but to make, to even make time for meditation that for many of us is not even an option. And, you know, growing up in a country that, um, is mainly Catholic, my husband keeps, um, telling me how to pronounce that word. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong again, but you know, Colombia is mainly Catholic and I didn't grow up, you know, I, I grew up agnostic. I didn't really have any, re- any religion. Um, I experienced a couple times, you know, going to a Catholic church and also going to a Christian Christian church just because, you know, I was curious. I, you know, I think that once again, because it is a meditation is a practice that allows us to connect with ourselves ultimately is is a practice that allows us to connect with our spirit and with spirit and with God and with everything that has created us because we're going in, we're going deep. And I think it's in that relationship and in that connection that we can truly learn about the creator, whatever word you use for that, whether you use God or the universe or the creator or, you know, there are so many other words out there now. So I think that it is definitely a practice that it is it is almost a, it is a privilege for for many of us and for me spirituality it is that the freedom to choose the relationship that you have with God you know it's to me it would be a beautiful thing to see in the future um, to see that meditation is a practice that is taught in school as one of the basic education classes because I think that is freedom the freedom to choose the way that you are going to relate to God to relate to yourself to connect with yourself with nothing in between but you and you (laughs) 
I think that is that would be um, a radical change for a lot of us. And, and especially for countries like the one that I grew up in. You know, there's a lot, it's still a third world country. There's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of different things happening that I think, you know, if we grew up from, since we are little, having a tool like this to know ourselves and to connect with God in a different way, things would be so different. So I hope that the end of this episode didn't throw you off but um you know there are so many different aspects and and again you know it doesn't even have to be you don't even have to see meditation as something spiritual you truly don't and one of the things that I love about the training that I'm doing and the certification specifically on mindfulness meditation is that mindfulness meditation is one of the styles of meditation that has more clinical backup and like in science backup it has been studied since the 1960s so there's a lot of studies and research out there science-based studies that show all of the benefits of this practice and I will be going on like deeper in that subject later on in my training and I that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to um, because you know science is truly our ally in many ways so I think that um this I mentioned just because, again, if, if my last, the last thing I said about, you know, spirituality threw you off, you truly don't have to see meditation as something spiritual. You can just see it as a tool to know yourself better and to grow your self-awareness because our self-awareness is really what's going to allow us to show up in the world in the way that we want. It'll, it gives us control of who we are and how we want to show up in the world. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to creating a lot more things and to sharing with you a lot more of this practice. But for now, I have recorded a mindfulness meditation audio that you can find on my website, nataliotalorat.com slash mindfulness meditation. It is a short audio of a guided meditation that I have recorded. This is my own practice as well as some of the things that I have learned in my training to become a certified modern meditation teacher. So if you are someone that has been wanting to start meditating, I will be happy to invite you to listen to this audio and you will have to uh, share your email address and your name on the form on my website on the link I just gave you and that way you can receive the audio on your email. This will also mean that for any future updates for um, that are related to meditation, any events or anything like that that I will be creating in the future, you will be notified about. So if you can take anything away from this episode, I would love for you to give meditation a try to find perhaps a group meditation around your area or online or download some of the apps i personally love using insight timer because they have a ton of different meditations guided or you can have the timer with different sounds nature sounds um, you have bells and all of the different things I love that app and that's really mainly the one that I use. I'm not someone that likes using a lot of apps. So that's the one that I recommend. 
And nature, you know, going out to nature will really help us ground and connect and and increase our frequency, our vibration to a more harmonious, you know, uh, heart resonance kind of like frequency. So it'll be easier for for us to to ground. I think that is really just the word to ground. So yeah, so I really hope that you found this episode somewhat informational, somewhat inspirational. And I really hope that you give meditation a try because it is such a life-changing practice that we don't need much for it. We just need our willingness to do it and our willingness to, you know, be faced with all of the things that are going to show up from the subconscious. And if you want to do it, but you are perhaps a little apprehensive of like really having to face a lot of those things, then truly finding someone that could be your guide, um, like a meditation teacher, that would be wonderful. And if you do want that, I will be available in the future because this is what I'm training to do. And, and I could keep talking for hours about all of the benefits of this practice. So thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you so much for listening to to this episode. Thank you so much for your willingness to practice meditation, if that's something that you are going to do. And if you feel like anyone that you know can benefit from this episode, please share with anyone that you think will, will find that helpful. Thank you so much for your time. I love you so much. I'll see you next week.